Welcome back to the Bristos Made a Baby podcast, season three, baby number three. I am your host, Becca. I am here with my lovely husband, Matt. We are together pretty much 24-7 between working, parenting, our two little girls, making our 1800s farmhouse our own. And trying to live our best, healthiest lives. We are so excited for this new season of life and to bring you guys along the journey for baby number three. Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am your host, Becca, joined by my husband, Matthew Bristow. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about weeks 35 and 36. We are really getting down to the wire here. I feel like 36 is always such a milestone, even even though 37 is really like when you hit that like early term. But I don't know. I just, I guess because it's like one month out, it just feels, yeah, feels like a big milestone. Definitely feels real. Once you get, I mean, yeah, because you got 33, 34, it's kind of like, all right, we still got a little bit. Yeah. 36 is like, all right, we're within a few weeks here. Yeah. Especially if you went early, you know. Right. I mean, last time that was like less than two weeks to go until she was born. Wow. Which we were <laughs> not expecting. But no. um, anyway, so let's talk about week 35. And 36, um, as far as my symptoms go, I feel like I'm just kind of chilling. I am super pregnant, big belly, um, mostly just like uncomfortable at night, which has been, you know, an ongoing thing. After I eat dinner, I'm just like so full at the end of the day and my belly just feels so like tight and stretched and it's hard to get comfortable, um, whether it's laying down or um, trying to like get comfy on the couch at night. Just got a big old belly in the way. Um, and sorry, I sound a little nasally. I currently have a cold, so if you hear me sniffling, I'm sorry. Um, which totally knocked me on my butt. Um, your immune system when you're pregnant is just, it's not not the best. <laughs> anyway, so um, just, you know, same old, same old as far as being uncomfortable. My belly is like so tight. I definitely think it's this is like the biggest it's ever been. What do you think? Yeah, it's hard to tell in pictures, I mean. It just, I don't know. It's just, it's, well, no, I feel like it's hard to tell when you look at it. Like, it's just like, okay, yeah, you always look like that pregnant. But when I do look at pictures and compare, I, I do feel like it's bigger this time. Um, Very tight. And also because I think because it's bigger, but also this belly is just lower. I have a bunch of new stretch marks that I never had in the mm. previous two pregnancies, which is so lovely um they're all on like the bottom of my belly so like underneath my belly button on either side of my belly button there's just red stretch marks like up and down um and I think that's because this baby is lower which maybe that means it's a boy that's what the old wives tale would say or maybe it's just because these pregnancies are closer together um who really knows but whole host of stretch marks down there that I did not have last time. I always get them on my sides, like on my um, hips and sides. I get them there. I got them with Hayden's. Um, the same ones got red and dark again last pregnancy. I didn't necessarily get like a whole lot more. They just kind of came back. And those are back. They're very red. Um, and then now I have all of these new ones as well. So yay. Um, uh, I've just been... It's the, true, it's the true mark of a mom. It's the it's mom. It's true. Yeah. Yep. It's just... Should be proud. Thank you. That's nice. 
thank you. Seriously. <laughs> they do fade and go away, but they don't ever fully go away. They just kind of, their color fades. Um, but it is what it is. Mark of a mom. There we go. Um, so I've just been doing a lot of like oiling up my belly, lots of actual oils. I've been using like a lot of like straight vitamin E oil, um, essential oils, just anything to like nourish that skin and help it while it's stretching. Um, I also, I ran out of it and I ran out of it not too long ago and I was like, I'm not going to buy another one because I have all kinds of oils here that I could use, but I, I was just curious cause I wanted to try it and I actually really liked it. The, um, the summer Fridays, it's like a belly, I think they call it a belly bomb. Um, I actually really liked that. It was like not an oil, but not a lotion. It was kind of like an in-between and it soaked in really well. Um, it didn't stain your clothes. A lot of times I have that problem with, um, like DIY, um, oils that I've made in the past, mostly because I love Tamanu oil. It's like a carrier oil and, um, it's like a greenish blue. So that like stained a lot of my clothes last time. So I was like, I'm not going to use that this time. Um, but so I really like that if you're looking for one you want to buy, but as far as making them, um, I've been loving vitamin E oil. I like adding, um, frankincense or lavender, um, rose is a really good one. Um, so just lots and lots of oiling up this belly, keeping it moisturized. Um, something that I've never experienced in pregnancy, actually experienced, um, just for a few days, it was weird. My feet and ankles swelled, which I've literally never experienced that in pregnancy. Hmm. Super common pregnancy symptom. I think it's just because, well, I, I thought it was because both of my previous pregnancies, the third trimester was in the winter. So typically you swell more when it's like really hot out. And because it was always so cold, I was just like, oh, that's probably why I'm not swelling. But um, I started swelling for like a couple of days. It was just, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just like puffy ankles. And I could tell like my feet, you couldn't see like the, like the veins sticking out anymore. They were just puffy. Um, that hasn't happened to me in a while, but it's like, I feel like it's super, like, or I don't know. Is it uncomfortable? It's just like a weird thing. It's just bizarre when you look... Like, it wasn't uncomfortable. I mean, maybe if you're, like, super swollen and your skin's tight. I feel like I just don't like... Like, if it happens to me, I just, like, don't looking at it. I don't want to see it. Like, yeah, it's, I don't want it to look like that. It's very strange when you look down because you, like, don't recognize your own feet. Right. And I couldn't see, like, the little ankle bone anymore like, right, sticking right, right, out. Right. I was just like, it was weird. <laughs> um, but it only lasted for, like, two days. It was very random. Um I think it's because um, my sister had her bridal shower and the day before I was on my feet making lemon bars and just like helping my mom make a balloon garland and I was just like on my feet like all day. So I don't know if that's what it was. I was just like super active. Um, so I don't know. But I just assumed when those that started happening, I was like, oh, here we go. Summer pregnancy, I'm going to have these, you know, cankles, me rocking these for the next few weeks. But then it went away. It was only like a couple of days. It's kind of strange. Um, no swelling now, so that's good. Um, another thing that's kind of new is just um, thinking about like with the baby coming so soon, like within, you know, a month, month plus, um, it's just starting to hit me that like it's only going to be the t there are two girls for like such a short amount of time and starting to get like a little emotional about that. Um, 
it's it's so bittersweet because I know like I'm so excited for you know a new baby to join our family and I know it's like such a gift for the girls to have another sibling and I know that it's going to be like amazing and once the baby's here we like won't remember what life was like without them but at the same time it's like really sad that our days of just like a family is of four and like just with Hayden and Hadley it's really those days are numbered and that's just like a very strange thing to think about so um that's been kind of getting me like a little emotional yeah for sure it it does feel like well yeah it's almost like you feel the the end is near now that it's the end but like yeah just of this chapter at least sure, for sure yeah and I, I've never really felt like because a, a lot of times you know when moms have babies pretty close together like uh Hadley will be between 16 and 17 months so she I was she was eight months old when I got pregnant I feel like a lot of times moms can feel like some guilt like oh I didn't like you weren't the baby that long you know like you didn't like fully get to ride out this like baby fa- phase and Hadley still is so much a baby to me like I know that the second the baby that we bring the new baby home from the hospital she's going to feel like giant and so big and so old and I'm like really not looking forward to that because she's still just like my baby but I don't necessarily feel guilt because I know that having a sibling close in age is a blessing and like a gift um but it is I'm like almost like not quite ready for her to like not be the baby, <laughs> which I guess I better get ready. Yeah. But there is like a little twinge of sadness there because I'm like, sorry, hats, you know, you're kind of getting booted out of the baby spot. Um, but anyway. Maybe if she was like a few months older and like talk, like talking clearly and stuff, it'd be like, all right, you're not a baby anymore. But yeah, but she's not. Yeah. <laughs> she's just apple. Yeah. She has, a, she has her key words that she says. <laughs> Roro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's so cute. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so starting to just like think about that and it's getting me like a little emotional. Um, but I'm also so excited at the same time. So bittersweet for sure. Um, another symptom, my ongoing back pain, that like left shoulder pain that was like really bad there for a few weeks um, has definitely improved. It it lingers, or it's lingering slightly. Like it's still, sometimes I can still feel it, um, but it is a million times better than it was before. Like it was really bothering me before. Um, and now it's just, it's like not even really a thing. So I'm so glad that that went away. Cause I was, it was, I mean, it was like a few weeks there where it was really bad. So I was just starting to think that like, this is not going to resolve until like I'm, the baby comes out. Um, like something is something about this baby belly is throwing off my back and that's just what's happening. But, um, I mean, I'm sure the chiropractors helped, but it just seems to have slowly gotten better, um, gradually on its own. So grateful for that. Um, so those are like the main symptoms uh, again, just kind of cruising along same old, same old minus some random puffy feet and some new stretch marks. Um, so some, some of the things that happened, I, I mentioned my sister's bridal shower. Um, so that we just hosted it at, um, my parents' house. So it was pretty low key, but, um, I did, you know, do a, a few things to help my mom get prepared for that. And like I said, I was like pretty much on my feet a lot. And, um, I think that's why my feet and ankles got all swollen and angry. <laughs> um, but that was really fun. And then the other main situation, um, of really week 36, or I guess week 35, I finally secured, um, my heparin prescription. Um, I was kind of sharing with you guys that 
my doctor warned me it might like you might have to like jump through some hoops so it's not always super straightforward to get that prescription and that kind of ended up being the case um, but I did finally get it I went and picked it up um, and I was like really curious um, to see if I was gonna have like they were gonna still be with the Lovenox it was like pre-filled syringes so like the shot was literally like ready to go filled up with the right dose and you just like take off the cap to expose the needle and inject it um but my um I had you know people have told me that you know when you go on heparin you have to like fill up the syringes yourself um and I actually did in week 35 go to see that's another thing I went and saw my um hematologist, which is the specialist that I see for all of this blood clotting stuff. Um, and he's great. I really like him. And he was like, you might get pre-filled ones. I'm not sure, you know, what is like available. It kind of depends. Um, so he got my hopes up that I, you know, it was just going to be like super easy still. And (laughs) anyway, so I went and picked him up and that was not the case. So they are like these little vials and then they just gave me this like huge bag of individual, like individually packed syringes. Um, and then at 36 weeks I started those. So that was like, also felt like another milestone. Like I was not excited to start the heparin because it's twice a day instead of once a day. Um, but at the same time I was like excited to start the heparin cause that meant like, okay, I'm officially in the home stretch. Um, and I feel like I've kind of talked about this before, but the reason I switched or I, the reason I, I switched at the end um, is because heparin doesn't last a couple things that my OB told me. Heparin doesn't last in your system nearly as long. It's about 12 hours um, and it's out of your system. And she said that Lovenox um, is more of like a 24-hour cycle, but she said it can even linger in your system for longer than that. Um, but 24 hours is like the bulk of its, you know, blood thinning when it does its blood thinning activity, I guess. So, um, with going into labor and, um, you know, obviously hemorrhaging is not something anybody ever wants to do. And you're, I guess it, you know, makes sense. You're at greater risk to bleed more if your blood is thinned out. Um, it's also like, I have no plan. I don't plan on getting an epidural. Um, but if you do, apparently there is like some risk with being like actively having blood thinners in your system and, you know, putting the needle in your spinal, whatever. Um, apparently there's like some risk with that. So that's another reason that they don't want you on it. Um, if that's what you're planning to do. And then, um, lastly, she said that heparin, um, you can actually counteract with, um, I think it's, I think it's vitamin K, but I don't know something that they can just quickly give you through your IV um, in the event that there is like a bleeding situation, um, and it's, you know, it's been not that long since my last shot, um, they can give me something that will actually like essentially negate what the heparin is doing, but there's nothing to do that for Lovenox. So, um, so that's just another reason. So it's essentially just safer all around to be on, um, with labor impending. Um, so anyway, I'll switch to that. The whole syringe vial situation was definitely a learning curve. Um, I thought that I was going to get like a tutorial from a nurse on how to do it at like my hematologist's office, but I didn't. And um, I I could have probably asked my OB, like called them and been like, can I I come in and have a nurse teach me if I was like really nervous about it? 
but I basically just like watched a bunch of YouTube videos and then I even found like a specific YouTube video on heparin like the exact dosage that I'm on so that made me feel a lot better but it really is pretty straightforward um it was just I've never done it before and I was like (laughs) like are we really trusting me to just fill this up correctly and inject myself with it um but it's fine now it's like no big deal I'm like super used to it um but that was definitely like a little like ooh, what am I doing I don't know what I'm doing um but I've totally figured it out now um and then lastly I had um my oh and I should say the heparin shots actually are not as bad um I'm definitely it's weird I'm definitely bruising more like I have way more bruises but they don't hurt as bad um a lot of people were warning me like on Instagram and stuff like oh get ready for the heparin it's not a good time and my OB was even like yeah you're probably gonna hate it but (laughs) it's just temporary um, but I actually think that the Lovenox is worse, um, but it's only once a day. So pros and cons. Um, but the heparin, at least the needles, like the syringes that they give me seem to be like a little skinnier. So like they don't hurt as bad going in. Um, and it doesn't burn nearly as bad. Like most of the time when I inject it, like I, I can just inject it straight in Lovenox. I literally have to like inject a little stop, inject a little stop, inject a little stop because it burns so bad. Um, and usually with the Lovenox, even after doing that it, for like a couple minutes, it's still like burning under my skin with this, like maybe one in every five times I inject, it burns a little bit. Um, but most of the time I don't even really feel it. So I actually prefer the heparin, even though twice a day kind of stinks. Um, so that's, that's what's happening with that. Um, we'll see how much longer I'll be on it. Um, cause as soon as the baby comes out, I'm allowed to switch back to Lovenox and I'll be on that for six weeks and then I'll be done. Um, so we're coming up on that, which is exciting. Um, but I also had an OB appointment. So this was my 36 week appointment. So at this point I'm now going weekly, um, which is another exciting thing. It just means you're in the home stretch, although it is kind of annoying to go every week. Um, Anyway, so I had my OB appointment. Um, so we did the GBS swab, um, group B strep. Um, I've never, I was always negative in my previous pregnancy. So hopefully, hopefully hoping that that is just the same, um, but we'll see. And then um, I also, I wasn't going to let her check me. Um, I wasn't going to like do any cervical checks until like 40 weeks um, because it really just doesn't mean it doesn't really mean anything. Like you could be three centimeters walking around for like weeks or you could be, you know, like one centimeter or no, like no progress whatsoever and like go into labor that night. Like it really is just like a crapshoot. And I feel like if anything, it just messes with your head more. Um, but anyway, so I had to, you know, do the whole get undressed situation, um, for the GBS swab. And she was like, do you want to get checked? And I was like, Eh, what the heck <laughs> go for it so um so she ended up checking me and I was one centimeter which I kind of feel like after having two kids I'm probably one centimeter <laughs> at all times um and I was not a face at all so basically zero progress um but I was also like 36 weeks and was not at all anticipating any sort of progress so um that didn't really bother me um and I wasn't like disappointed that I got checked or anything but um so yeah, so we'll see, I guess, uh, in the weeks to come, what happens with that. Obviously, eventually I'm going to dilate and this baby's going to come out. Um, it's just a matter of when. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for 
week 35, week 36, just a quick little update. We're getting closer. Yeah. I think I'm ready. You think you're ready? I think you, well, at least for me, I don't have, I see your belly, but I can't like mentally prepare until we're like heading to the hospital and it's like, all right, we're gonna have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, even now that we have two, I know what it's like, but it's still like, it's like, it's just craziness that beginning. So I'm just like, I know it's like, I don't know what to expect again, even though we've done it. I feel like the middle of the night wake ups are going to hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, not, I'm not, I'm not prepared. I mean, you just kind of do it, but I feel like that is the one thing where I'm like, Ooh, I could use a few more months. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But to not be pregnant, it'll be nice too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm very ready to not be, I'm very much looking forward to not being pregnant anymore. I'm not like dying uncomfortable. I honestly feel like I felt because at this point, 35, 36 weeks, this was t- towards the end of my pregnancy with Hadley because she came at 37 and six. Um, and I was so done. Like I was really feeling it at like 36 weeks. Like I was just so uncomfortable and that's not the case this time. Like I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm like pretty okay. Um, so that's good because I don't have any plans to get induced early. <laughs> I feel like this baby's going to hang out for a while longer. Start drinking some uh, castor oil then. No, not yet. <clears throat> that would be an absolute last resort. It might come. Castor oil is not a good time. I mean, it might. I mean, I would drink castor oil to not be induced at like 41 weeks if I have to be. But otherwise, unless it's maybe in like one of those smoothies, the labor smoothie or whatever that... Um, it's also called like midwives brew. Um, I would, I would dabble in when I'm like after my due date, but I'll take some with you. (laughs) Why would you do that? Just to be in, uh, just to enjoy some nice diarrhea for the hell of it. Support you. I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's nice. Um, I did take, I took castor oil with Hayden because, um, she did not want to come out and I had, I had to have her by, by 42 weeks, um, unless I wanted to be induced. So. I did take it with her and it didn't work. I took a lot of castor oil and it was not successful. <laughs> um, your body well, really has to be ready. It worked for what it's supposed to do, but it didn't work. What? Give me diarrhea? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like raging diarrhea yeah. for a night. Yep. But not a single contraction. She was born like five days after that. Uh, your body has to be ready. That's the thing um, with the more natural induction methods if you're if you're not ready to go it's it's just not going to happen but you don't really know whether or not you're ready to go so I mean mentally I was very ready at that time but the baby Hayden was not ready anyway so hopefully we don't even have to discuss castor oil because I hope this baby just comes on their own but you know it may it may come down to that we'll see but I'll uh be back next to talk about um the last few weeks of pregnancy here which is kind of crazy do you think we'll record another pod before the baby comes? Oh, I think so. Yeah, we'll see. You said you had some cramps today. Yeah, like the little ones, but well, it's not anything th- to get me excited. Every time you sure. say that, I think it's like... Matt's like, you're in labor. I'm like, no, it's literally like one. Well, I guess I actually didn't mention, I have been having like what I would consider like rogue contractions where they're... Lit- I mean, it's literally like three or four a week, maybe, where it's very, they're very light. Um, it's almost to the point where they're so light where I have to like stop and like really pay attention. I'm like, am I feeling that? Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling that. And it's just like a t- gradual tightening and then it just kind of goes away. Um, 
and that's happened that's happened with my other pregnancies too like around this time so um not at all surprised by that um I anticipate those to continue and probably even increase um but it's like it's not it's definitely not labor you know you're in labor it's like a whole different ball game um so we'll see it's coming just not yet but anything else you want to add yeah that's about as much as I contribute so <laughs> hope you guys all enjoy Met the rest your of your day whenever you're listening to this uh, if you're uh, pregnant too hang in there hang got in this there. Matt will take castor oil for you I, I'll do it just <laughs> send me a DM or and uh, let me know if you're taking Slide it out into his DMs no please don't <laughs> I'll do it with you uh, alright <laughs> well thank you guys for listening we will see you in the next episode alright see ya alright bye